Welcome, I am your host, and this is the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of my new podcast, Unanswered Questions, where every week we will endeavour to discuss a mysterious unsolved case that has many lingering unanswered questions. So I hope you enjoy, and as always, leave me some feedback on what you think about the show, and rate it as well. Now on to the show. This week we'll be talking about the the Thames Torso Murderers. So the Thames Torso Murderers, often called the Thames Mysteries or the Embankment Murders, was a series of unsolved murders which occurred in London, England from 1887 to 1889. The series included four incidents which were filed as belonging to the same series. None of the cases were ever solved, and only one of the four victims was identified. In addition, other murders of a similar kind taking place between 1873 and 1902 have also been associated with the same murder series. Speculations have linked the Thames murder series to that of the contemporary Whitechapel murders of Jack the Ripper, a case I will cover in another episode of my podcast. However, the modus operandi of the perpetrator of the Thames torso murders differs from the Ripper in that the victims of Jack the Ripper suffered progressive abdominal and genital area mutilation, whereas the Thames torso murderer dismembered the bodies of his victims. Now we get into the canonical four known victims of the Thames River Killer. So, the series included four incidents which were filed as belonging to the same series. These cases were the Rainham Mystery, the Whitehall Mystery, the murder of Elizabeth Jackson, and the Pinchin Street Torso Murder. So now we're going to get into these four. So first off, we have the Rainham Mysteries. So between May and June of 1887, the remains of a woman's body were found in the River Thames near Rainham. Workers first encountered a bundle with the torso of a female. Throughout May and June, various parts of the same body were found with the exception of the head and upper chest. The investigation concluded that the body had not been dissected for medical purposes, but that a degree of medical knowledge had been necessary to perform the dissection. Because the doctors could not state a cause of death, the jury was forced to return a verdict of found dead. Then we move on to the Whitehall mystery. So, between the 11th of September and the 17th of October, 1888, the dismembered remains of a woman were discovered at three different sites in the centre of the city, including the future site of Scotland Yard, the police's headquarters. The torso was matched by police surgeon Thomas Bond to a right arm and shoulder that had previously been discovered on the muddy shore of the River Thames in Pimlico on the 11th of September. The Times newspaper had initially suspected that the arm was placed in the water as a medical student's prank. On the 17th of October 1888, reporter Jasper Waring used a Spitzbergen dog with the permission of the police and the help of a labourer to find a left leg cut above the knee that was buried near the construction site. Then we come to Elizabeth Jackson. So on the 4th of June 1889, a female torso was found in the Thames and more body parts were soon found in the Thames the next week. The London Times reported on 11th of June that the remains found so far are as follows. Tuesday, left leg and thigh off Battersea, lower part of the abdomen at Horsley Down. Thursday, the liver near Nine Elms, upper part of the body in, in Battersea Park, neck and shoulders off Battersea. Friday, right foot and part of leg at Wandsworth left leg and foot at Limehouse, Saturday, left arm and hand at Bankside, buttocks and pelvis off Battersea, right thigh at Chelsea Embankment, yesterday, right arm and hand at Bankside. 
The investigation concluded that medical knowledge had been necessary to perform the dismemberment, and at the inquest held by Mr. Braxton Hicks on the 17th of June, it was stated that, and I quote, the division of the parts showed skill and design, not, however, the anatomical skill of a surgeon, but the practical knowledge of a butcher or a knacker. There was a great similarity between the condition as regarded cutting up of the remains and that those of those found at Rainham and the new police building on the Thames Embankment, end quote. The London Times on the 5th of June reported that, and I quote, In the opinion of the doctors, the woman had been dead only 48 hours, and the body had been dissected somewhat roughly by a person who must have had some knowledge of the joints of the human body, end quote. She was about eight months pregnant, and the doctors were also, this time, unable to establish a cause of death. The jury, however, reached the decision of, and I quote, Willful murder against some person or persons unknown, end quote. Though the head was never found, the victim was identified as Elizabeth Jackson, a homeless prostitute from Chelsea. I'm not actually sure how she was identified if the head was never found. Then we come to the Pynchon Street Torso Murder. So on the 10th of September 1889, Police Constable William Pennant found the headless and legless torso of an unidentified woman under a royal railway arch at Pynchon Street Whitechapel. It seems probable that the murder was committed elsewhere and that the parts of the dismembered body were dispersed for disposal. A woman's torso was found at 5.15am on Tuesday 10th of December 1889 under a railway arch at Pynchon Street Whitechapel. Extensive bruising around and about the victim's back, hip and arm indicated that she had been severely beaten shortly before her death, which had occurred approximately one day prior to the discovery of her torso. The victim's abdomen was also extensively mutilated in a manner reminiscent of the Ripper, although her genitals had not been wounded. The dismembered sections of the body are believed to have been transported to the railway arch, hidden under an old chemise. The age of the victim was estimated at 30 to 40 years, and despite a search of the area, no other sections of her body were ever found, and neither the victim nor the culprit was ever identified. Chief Inspector Swanson and Commissioner Monroe noted that the presence of blood within the torso indicated that death was not from the hemorrhage or cutting of the throat. The pathologists, however, noted that the general bloodlessness of the tissues and vessels indicated that hemorrhage was the cause of death. Newspaper speculation that the body belonged to Lydia Hart, who had disappeared, was refuted after she was found recovering in hospital after a bit of a spree. Another claim that the victim was a missing girl called Emily Baker was also refuted, as the torso was that from an older and taller woman. Swanson did not consider this a ripper case, and instead suggested a link to the Thames torso murders in Rhineham and Chelsea, as well as the Whitehall mystery. Monroe agreed with Swanson's assessment, and these three murders and the Pynchon Street case are suggested to be the work of a serial killer nicknamed the Torso Killer, who could either be the same person as Jack the Ripper, or a separate killer of uncertain connection. Links between these and three further murders, the Battersea mystery of 1873 and 1874, in which two women were found dismembered, and the 18 Tottenham Court Road mystery have also been postulated. Experts on the murders, colloquially known as the Ripperologists, such as Stuart Evans, Keith Skinner, Martin Fido, and Donald Rumbelow, discount any connection between the torso and Ripper killings on the basis of their different modus operandi. Monroe was replaced as commissioner by Sir Edward Bradford on the 21st of June 1890 after a disagreement with the Home Secretary Henry Matthews over police pensions. Now we're going to get into the associated cases, as I mentioned before. Now, outside the four canonical cases, which were filed by the police as belonging to the same series, there were additional cases which have been linked to the Thames Torso murders. We're going to start off with the Battersea Mystery. So, the Battersea Mystery is the name given to two unsolved murders that took place in London in 1873-74. to 74. 
On September 5th of 1873, a Thames police patrol near Battersea picked out of the water the left quarter of a woman's trunk. Soon after, other discoveries were made, including a right breast at Nine Elms, the head at Limehouse, left forearm at Battersea, pelvis at Woolwich, and so on, until an almost complete body was found. As in the Rainham case of 1887, there was an almost daily report in the press during the month of body parts being found. On the advice of the acting chief surgeon, Metropolitan Police, Dr. Bond, the corpse was brought up by sewing the parts together. The face was more of a challenge as the nose and chin had been cut off and the head had been scalped. The skin of the face of the victim was fitted as naturally as possible over a butcher's block. Oh, I could just imagine that. It'd be absolutely creepy to have to go and view that. Even though this early attempt at forensic reconstruction was carried out with ingenuity and skill, the body would only be recognisable by those intimately acquainted with the physical character characteristics of the deceased. Naturally, the police had to turn away many people who had a morbid curiosity to view the body. This included dealers and horrors who were trying to obtain a sketch of the remains, and anyone the police believed had a reason to see the remains were first shown a photograph. Commenting on the injuries, the Lancet reported that, contrary to the popular opinion, the body had not been hacked, but dexterously cut up. The joints have been opened and the bones neatly disarticulated, even the complicated joints at the ankle and the elbow, and it is only the articulations of the hip joint and shoulder that the bones had been sawn through. End quote. A verdict of willful murder against some person or persons unknown was reached by the jury. The government offered a reward of £200 and a free pardon to any accomplice who could lead them to the actual murderer. No one came forward, no arrests were made, and the case remains to this day unsolved. In June of 1874, the dismembered body of a female was pulled from the Thames at Puntney. The News of the World for the 14th of June reported that the headless and limbless, except for one leg torso, was conveyed to Fulham Union Workhouse. Dr. E.C. Barnes, surgeon, stated that the body had been divided at the spinal column and had been decomposed in line before being dumped into the Thames. Despite what appeared to be an obvious murder, the jury returned an open verdict. Like the similar crime the previous year, no further evidence was presented, and both crimes became Came lost to history. Then we come to the Tottenham Court Road and Bedford Square mystery. So, the Tottenham Court Road mystery was reported by the Times on the 24th of October 1884, relating to the discovery of parts of a woman's body. That was a skull, still with flesh attached to it, and a chunk of flesh from a thigh bone. Near Tottenham Court Road in Bedford Square, a woman's arm was found in a parcel. The arm had been tattooed, showing that it might have belonged to a prostitute. A human torso was found in a parcel by a police constable as he passed at 33 Fitzroy Square five days later. The parcel was believed to have been placed at the location between the hours of 10am and 10.15am. Evidence was presented at an inquest on the 11th of November held at St. Gilly's Coroner's Court. This concluded that the body parts came from a woman and that they might have been divided by someone who was skilled, but not for the purpose of anatomy. The inquest resumed on the 9th of December. More evidence was presented and showed how it was skillfully dissected and came from a woman, as stated by Dr. Jenkins. This evidence was the right arm and the right left foot along with the right forearm of a single individual. These two mysteries still remain unsolved. Now we come to Les Mysteries de Montagu and Lambeth Mystery. Now, in his 2002 book, The Thames Torso Murders of Victorian London, R. Michael Gordon suggests there may be a link to a murder in Paris in 1886, as well as to another murder in London in 1902. In November of 1886, a woman's torso was found on the steps of the Montauk Church in Paris, missing the head, legs, right arm, left breast, and uterus. In June of 1902, a woman's torso was found in Salamanca Alley in Lambeth in London. No suspect was identified in either of these cases. 
Another very disturbing fact was at one point one of the body parts had been purposely thrown over the private railing to the Shelley estate. It is ironic that Mary Shelley had earlier written a novel entitled Frankenstein about a monster pieced together by various body parts. Now we're going to get into a bit of speculation about the case. So, newspapers suggested a tie to Jack the Ripper's killings of prostitutes that were occurring simultaneously, but the Metropolitan Police said there was no connection. It is debatable whether Jack the Ripper and the Torso Killer were the same person or separate serial killers active in the same area. The modus operandi of the Torso Killer differed from that of the Ripper, and police at the time discounted any connection between the two. To this day, the murders remain officially unsolved. With that, this case remains open, but with many unanswered questions, it still remain unanswered. Please rate the show and let me know what you think about this and the many other cases I have covered. You can follow me on all major social media platforms, YouTube, BitChute, Dailymotion. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. Links are all down below in the description. If you have a case you'd like me to have a look at or cover, don't hesitate to send me a message. I'm your host, and this has been the Unanswered Questions Podcast. Until next time. Next on Unanswered Questions. Two ricin-laden letters found on two occasions between October and November of 2003. 